six. Sell the El Camino for an old broomstick. There's no more smokes. One last match, a big black book all Welcome to the first episode of Shoot the Shit. I'm Tim. I'm Dana. How's it going, man? It's going great. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Can't complain. Royal Rumble was all right last night. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan or not. but Oh, oh I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No. I used Royal to be. Rumble. I used to be a huge wrestling guy, but uh, it's been, you know, 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks now. So. Well, here we are. Shoot the Shit. First episode. It took us a little bit to get here, but... We're here. Finally. Yes. Uh, well, I think our goal is to kind of just have a show where we talk about whatever with whoever. You know, I don't think we're going to be confined to one thing where we have to do A and we can't do B or C or whatever. Um, this week we decided to kick off with the paranormal stuff. Yeah, I'm a skeptic. You a skeptic? Yes, mostly, but yeah. not completely. Well, we'll just give that away until we get into the actual conversation. We were able to uh, talk to No Brooke. spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were able to talk to Brooke Doherty. Um, it was a good time. Um, didn't change my opinion on anything whatsoever, but what about you? Well, no, it was a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think it would take something amazing to fully change my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I don't think that amazing thing's going to happen. So, hey, you never know. You can always dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, without further ado, uh, we'll get right into the conversation with Brooke, and uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Uh, Brooke, you want to give us a little background on your uh, interest in the paranormal? Um, yeah. Well, I started watching like those kind of shows and stuff because I always felt like there was weird things that would happen, but I never really thought that necessarily anything had happened to me but um i realized that after we moved in my house that my mom's house that is when we moved like there would be weird things that would happen when people died because you know her parents were the youngest one of nine one of eight they were all they were born in the 30s so everybody else was born in the 20s and earlier so people were dying uh <laughs> But, like, weird shit would happen. Like, we would get, like, the phone calls where nobody was there. And then, like, immediately after that, someone would call and be like, so-and-so died, you know. And then I started, it, that was kind of, like, on my dad's side when people would die. That would happen. And then on my mom's side, like, when two of her aunts died, I heard her name being called when I was alone in the house. Her name. I don't know. It's, like, it was weird. Um Anyway, but I've done some paranormal investigations, different places. Um, one of my best friends had a team that I sat in with them a couple times. So I got a couple stories for, from them, things that they caught, which was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I've just been generally interested in it because I like science and stuff. So I like the idea of matter isn't 
Yeah, like energy isn't gone. It just transfers into something else. And that's sort of a cool idea about maybe that's what this stuff is. But, you know. So would you consider yourself a believer or a skeptic? I don't don't know. Like, I don't... I I have experiences, but I usually try to discount them. Does that make sense? (laughs) Like, so I, I would say I'm a believer because I say that there's these weird things that are happening and I can sort of acknowledge it but I kind of want to figure out if there's some other thing that it could be but there's no way I would hurt like what one of the times that I heard my mom's name when she wasn't there it was a whisper in my ear and I screamed because I knew I was home alone (laughs) that's that's some crazy stuff yeah it was freaky Um, but I think like sidetrack i think my mom might have some sort of like psychic connection or something if that kind of stuff is is real because it's usually at her house like a and a ca- clairvoyant telepathic i don't know yeah i don't know or maybe it's just the combination of the two of us because uh like that our energy would pull it in like when we're together because we'd heard noises and stuff at, at the house that we couldn't explain like weird things would happen and then like smells of perfume that neither one of us had would just show up in the house. And one day we heard somebody running up and down our hallway and this is like a 950 square foot house. So we would know if someone was running up and down our hallway (laughs) and it's, yeah, most of the things that I've experienced have been around her house or her there. The times that she wasn't there are the only times I heard her name. Interesting. And I do know that one of my aunts kept calling me her. She was old and couldn't remember anything. <laughs> but the other one thought that I was my aunt's daughter. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Just because I look more like her. <laughs> wow. So there's quite the connection there to the other side, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, Dana, what about you? What's your, what got you into your, you know, your interest in the paranormal and stuff like that? Oh, I've always had a huge interest in the paranormal. Um, from a young age, my parents, my mom especially, she was really into the paranormal, I guess you could say. Uh, she was kind of a hippie. Dad didn't care so much, but they uh, they always bought houses. As a child, we moved a lot, and they would buy houses at discount because they were supposedly haunted. And you know how that goes. <laughs> Amityville. Yep. It's so crazy. I'm just, I was just sitting here with my mouth agape. I'm like, oh my God, it's crazy. I love it. So they weren't like, they weren't like all in, you know, they, they weren't like, you know, going there to try to find stuff. They were getting a house because it was at a discount, you know, and my mom was really into old farmhouses. So we lived a lot of places. Most of them were uh, locally known as being haunted houses and i had a lot of experiences as a child um my mom and dad had told me a lot of stories of things that had happened to him either when i was too young to remember or hadn't even been born yet and those most of those were the best ones i had some good experiences or memorable experiences anyway as a child um And I guess really that kind of sparked my interest was just growing up in an environment where it was, it it wasn't shunned. It wasn't unknown. It was, it was a thing that 
was around me as a child, so it always was something that I was interested in. You got quite the, uh, you kind of avoided it there, but uh, you want to touch on um, something your grandmother was into? <laughs> okay, so so my uh, my mom's mom was a bit of a hillbilly witch, as they call it. Can we get um, a definition of what a hillbilly <laughs> witch is? It's a hard thing to nail down. Uh, it's even a hard thing to search. Even when you try to search it, it's it's not it's not easily found. But in the South, where I'm from, uh, it, it's a thing that people know about. Um, it's kind of like it's usually the older generations. It's the the grandparents and great grandparents, and it's uh, almost Wiccan. It's it's older than that i guess you could say kind of witchcraft but uh herbs and crystals and along those lines type of thing they uh a big thing about it was they always went to church and they were they were very very christian people but if you needed a curse removed or a curse placed or a wart wished away they were the people that you would go to um did you just say a wart wished away yeah, yeah, wishing away warts was one of the was one of the big things. Brooke, uh, you ever heard of something like that? No. So no, hey, where never... are you from? Georgia, uh, Georgia. outside okay. of Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's quite all right. Uh, it's not every day you hear about warts being wished away. Yeah, I'm from Kentucky, but I don't know. Maybe that space between that. Tennessee in between Kentucky and Georgia didn't kind of I was surprised when I found out that everyone didn't know about it like growing up it was just a thing that people's grandparents did and when I found out it wasn't a normal thing I was like well that's well, weird uh, not to interrupt your story but my I found out about two months ago that so maybe it's not my mom now that I think about it maybe it's just me because I found out about two months ago that my I guess what a second cousin once removed because it's my dad's first cousin's daughter. So his first cousin's my second cousin. So her daughter's once removed, whatever. Uh, I used to do genealogy at my, <laughs> back in the day at a library. Anyway, um, she was telling me we're about the same age. She's two years older than me and we always hung out together. She told me after, you know, 35 years of knowing her that she talks to spirits She's never told me this before. So she's telling me all this stuff and she says her mom does it. And that her grandmother, my aunt, my great aunt, who is my grandmother's sister and her grandfather is my grandfather's brother. That like, so we have a lot, you know, we, we have so much, so close to the same blood. Right. Um, <laughs> that, that my that she saw things too and could talk to and my grandmother never said anything so i don't know if they just never told her or if maybe she that's just not something that they talked about because i feel like some generations maybe did stuff like that but then stopped talking about it if it started getting too taboo or whatever yeah so, yeah definitely so maybe maybe it's just me and that's why, but I know my mom has heard stuff at her house when I wasn't there. And I don't know who lived there before her family, but she bought it from my grandparents. So someone in our family's lived in it since 1964, and it was only 
four years old, I think, when they bought it. So it's not something from before the house. It's people coming back to us. So do you, I guess this is a, a question to the two of you. Uh, do you think a place is haunted necessarily or people are haunted where spirits can follow people or are they stuck to one house? So, I, yeah. Oh, you can go. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think uh, what Brooke was saying earlier, uh, residual energy and all mm-hmm. is, you know, there's there's scientists that have studied it and, I mean, it's far from proven by any means, but it's it's an actual thing that that exists on some level at least. And people also is, I mean, there's there's just stuff that can't be proven or disproven that is just you know uh, otherworldly almost. Brooke, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I you know like. Because he said that, you know, that I was talking about, like, the residual stuff. Um, I And in high school, I did, every time I did a research paper, my teachers thought I was insane. Because they were all about, like, paranormal things. So, <clears throat> one of time, I did one about different types of hauntings. And I was looking into di- the different, um, sort of, I guess, uh, types of hauntings that Pete, I'm trying to think of a good word to use, but I can't. Like, I keep wanting to say investigations, but uh, things that, like, people had come up with these ideas that these are certain different types of hauntings. Like, there's some that's residual energy. There are some that, like, might be attached th- to a mm-hmm. uh, object or something. Like, if you have a Dybbuk box or, you know, what is that? Is that what they named that movie that it was about with the box and they open it up and the spirit comes out? Um uh, or like a piece of furniture or something, um, or they might come and visit, come and go, like what my cousin sees. Alternatively, her brother sees dark things. She sees light, so she sees our family members. And I had her, I had her talk to one of my uncles for me the other, one day. <laughs> That's kind of a long story, but we could get into that later if we want. Um, but um, so there might be some that are more intelligent that come and talk to you if they're actual like spirits of people, like people's real energies. Uh, but sometimes they, I feel like they could be tied to things because if it if it exists at all, why can't it all, why can't it all be possible? Does that make sense? It, it does. Uh, so they can attach themselves to things. Do you think they can attach themselves to people? I I say so. Um and I think most of the time, if you're attached, if you were attached to some sort of object or like, I don't know if that's similar to like, you see the same woman go down the staircase every day mm-hmm. because she's just like a residual thing. Like if maybe there's some sort some something attached to a music box, like someone attached to a music box and you hear the music play, maybe nothing else happens in your house. So it would be the same thing as seeing an apparition walk down your stairs every day, some sort of residual thing. Um, but then you kind of get into like other things happen when you bring in that music box and other things happen in your house. So maybe there's some sort of spirit or worse attached to it. 
that can actually move things, you know, poltergeists and demons and all that kind of stuff. Dana. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I should have started with my disclaimer on that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to throw yeah. it to you, Dana. I'm gonna, uh, the experiences you've had, what what would you classify them as? Well, let me, let me start with my disclaimer there. Oh, so, <laughs> I, I want to believe... <laughs> And I, I feel like I am kind of a true believer at heart, but I approach everything as a skeptic. And mm-hmm. no matter how good a story is, like if it's my friend, he's telling me a story, I'm picking it apart in my mind. Like that right. every every word, I'm like, okay, well, this could have been that, and this could have been that, you know. Um, but I, I had so many experiences, mostly that happened when I was younger. Well, pretty much all of them happened when I was younger. But... Even with those experiences that, to me, are 100% true, I still tend to be skeptical of just about anything. See, I'm a skeptic also. I've, I've experienced some things, in, um, mainly in one house I lived in down on the beach. Um, it kind of... It, it, things got very interesting with people talking, women screaming, uh, people uh-huh. walking around... I woke up one night with somebody breathing on me, and I opened my eyes, and nobody's there. Um, we had a yoga ball. My wife was there for this one, and a good friend of ours. It, the yoga ball was in the corner of the room. It rolled out into the middle of the living room, stopped, rolled back and forth, and then rolled itself back into the corner. And it was a, a lot of weird stuff. But I don't. I have a hard time of understanding how much your mind creates. Mm-hmm. And how much actually is unexplained? Mm-hmm. You know, is it actual paranormal activity, or is it me just you know creating it in my head that something seems really weird, so I create an explanation that it's you know ghosts? <laughs> so one of my experiences, my most recent experience, which was actually just last year. I just said they all happened when I was younger. I lied. <laughs> One was last year. Another disclaimer. So, he may lie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, totally. Um, so I went and visited Savannah, Georgia last year, and we were in the Marshall Hotel, which is one of the most haunted places in America, definitely one of the most haunted in Georgia. And we had stayed in the uh, I, the guy who wrote Br'er Rabbit's room, which was supposedly the most haunted room in the hotel that, you know, I totally got on purpose. I was like, yeah, if I'm going to stay in Savannah, I'm going full on haunted. Didn't expect not? anything to happen. Right. Yeah. Didn't expect anything to happen at all. So the first night we got there, it was uh, me and a friend of mine. We we went out and we got drunk. You know, we were partying. I honestly wasn't creeped out. I wasn't thinking about anything. Like, we had gotten there late. You know, it was like, got there, checked in, went out, had a good time, came back to the room and passed out. So the next morning, uh, I was laying there in bed and I felt someone grab my knee. And I assumed that it was my friend waking me up. And I was like, what? You know, and kind of kind of woke up and opened my eyes and no one was there. But it was like a good, solid squeeze on the knee. And I was I looked around and I was like, OK, what the hell? I looked at my friend and they were 
like hanging halfway off the bed on the other side of the room, passed completely out. And I was like, man, that was a, that wasn't something normal. (laughs) So at that point I went and woke them up and I was like, Hey, uh, so you have been passed out, right? You didn't just get up and mess with me at all. And they're like, no, no, of course not. So I started Googling, which I hadn't even done at this point, that room. And supposedly that room was formerly a civil war. The the hotel was a civil war hospital at the time. And the most common thing that happened to people was there was a doctor who was an amputee doctor whose room was in that room and people were supposedly often woken up by someone grabbing their elbow or their knee because it was the Civil War doctor checking their amputee patients at the knee and elbow where they had cut off the arm or the leg. It was, was it just all in my mind? Quite possibly. But at the time I didn't even know that part of the story. Um, I mean, it was it was pretty real to me. I wasn't spooked out at the time, which, you know, is a huge influence on ghostly things happening a lot of the time. That would have scared the shit right out of me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> shit right out of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about stuff sometimes kind of freaks me out. Like, we went to Waverly Hills. I guess, do you guys know about Waverly Hills? Mm-hmm. I assume that you do because if you're into this stuff, but so Waverly Hills is probably like 20 minutes from my house, just because everything in Louisville is 20 minutes from itself. <laughs> uh, but at the t- time I was living in my hometown, a couple hours away and I went with my best friend and her two aunts and they're, Oh my God, they're well, one, one of them has passed on and we keep saying we needed, if we need to uh, see if we can contact her. Cause you know, that's funny. And if anybody could come back, it would be her. Um, <laughs> Um, but we all went and, you know, they're like, oh, turn off your flashlights on this floor so you can see the shadow people and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And then he's like, oh, I need a, uh, uh, you know, volunteer to walk down the floor. And so one of her aunts is like, oh, I'll do it. Now this one usually is really like, would have all these stories of all these haunted places. She went, she goes down the hall and she's going, hmm, oh, hmm. And then she disappears in one of the rooms. And the guy starts screaming at her to come back. And he goes to go after her. And she comes out of one of the doors down closer. And then she's like... And he goes, so did you see anything? And she goes, nope. I didn't feel nothing either or something. And we were like, oh, that's kind of surprising. Because usually she seems like... She seems like the kind of person that would totally just like... Oh my god, it was there. Uh, Just because all these stories she has. So we go down to the next floor. We're walking... And I'm looking in a room as we're walking, and I feel somebody, like, pull on my hair. Not, like, yank on my hair, but, like, where you sort of brush it back. Like, where I, from the opposite direction I was looking. And I turn around, and I was going to be like, Amanda, what the fuck are you doing? And I turn around, and she was more than an arm's length away from me, and nobody else was near me. And it's like, I had passed the doorway and was where in between two doors were. So it wasn't, like, air blowing me, but I'm like... Okay, whatever. But I know that something weird happened because my hair was, like, not long enough for it to, like, hit my shoulder and move out of the way. Anyway, it was kind of a strange thing. Um, But if I think about it, then I'm like, that was really weird. Why didn't it scare me? And I'm like, because at the time I was like, ah, it wasn't anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's kind of how I am about some stuff. But she has all kinds of stories because she has she has epilepsy. My friend Amanda, and so she sees shadows, but she's not sure if it has to do with her epilepsy or if it has to do with because she had started doing ghost hunts. And I'm like, that's fucked up that your brain can do that to you because you don't know what it is because it all sort of started at the same time. Right. It's, so. it's like my experience. If if I wasn't in a haunted hotel and I wasn't in the most haunted room on purpose and that mm. same thing had happened to me, I might have woke up and just brushed it off. You know, I've been like, oh, that was weird and never thought about it again for the rest of my life. But your mind could have, could have also created it because you were staying mm. in Absolutely. a haunted room. It's, a, yep. it's interesting. Um, we, we stayed in a place. Um, I, we'd seen it on a list somewhere. Um, the Beverly Hills Inn in at Atlanta. And I don't know if it was really haunted or not. But we stayed there. And it seems like there are people who live there, too. Because it just seemed like they were like on the top floors. And she set out some stuff hoping it would get moved. And nothing happened. We didn't hear nothing. We didn't see nothing. But the next day we get up and we're doing our stuff. And I come out of the bathroom and I look over. There was like a doorway with like a little kitchenette. And I go, did you go sit at the table this morning? And she went, no. And I go, the table is askew. And she's like, what? And she gets up and she walks around and she looks at it. She's like, how did? how did the table get moved that far? Cause it was like at a 45 degree angle, like the point up against the, you know, up against the wall instead of the flat side. And I was like, nah, I didn't hear it move. So, well, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, if it was something weird, that's fine. If not, it doesn't matter. I didn't hear it. So <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to go on about my day. And I, we thought it was really kind of hilarious that it didn't freak either one of us out. And we're like, Maybe one of us hit it because we had been sitting at it, but I think we would have straightened it out if it we had moved it that much. So we're just like, meh, whatever. Sometimes you just got to say, fuck it. Yeah. And I love that we were at a place that we were told was supposed to be haunted and we're just like, eh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tim. So what got you started in the paranormal? Oh, you yeah. said your story yet. Um... I grew up in a house, the house I grew up in was apparently haunted. My mother had saw an apparition there of some old woman at the end of the um, hallway. I had never seen anything like that, but occasionally if you would open the back door, it was like an acre of farmland. Um, at night, if you open the back door, you could hear kids laughing and playing. And this uh-huh. is, yeah, this is like midnight. You know, no, laughing children morning. is... Yeah, it was super creepy. So it was a way to like creep everybody out, but... I heard an explanation um, from my stepfather and his mother that it was something to do with squirrels playing in pipes, but I'm... I, <laughs> Isn't it always? Yeah, that sounds as outrageous as saying, no, there was kid, g- ghost kids playing and laughing out back. Uh, Swamp gas. Right? That crazy type of stuff. <laughs> uh, and then I moved down on the beach. Um, I've lived in New England my whole life. Uh, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Um, I've lived in New Hampshire my whole life, but it's kind of like right there with Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> So there's a lot of history up here with the paranormal type stuff. A lot of events have occurred up here. It's kind of like one of the oldest parts of the nation. Um, but our coastline, ha- it runs up through Maine and stuff. Um is really known for like witchcraft type stuff and mm-hmm. uh, I lived in one of the towns and the house I lived in was the one that 
I had people breathing on me, hearing women scream, Oof. hearing uh, people fighting, you know, and I'd be in the house all by myself. And it was one of the oldest houses in that town. Um, it became so much that I'd had friends over just to see if anything happened when they were there and stuff would. And I reached out to uh, one of the ghost hunter shows to see if they would come and investigate it, but I never heard back. So, but that's what kind of. Oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so intrigued. Which uh, one did you ask? Oh, I don't. You don't even remember. I don't remember. Um, it wasn't. I don't think it was Ghost Hunters. Yeah. That's got that dude that kind of looks like Ty Pennington from. No, that's Ghost Adventures. All right. Yeah. It wasn't the those one with guys. the greasy guy? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't those guys. It was. It wasn't Affliction shirt guy. No, God. no, not a yeah dude. We call them, uh, we call them yeah dudes up here. Uh, uh, it was it was a younger at, group of kids. I think they were in college oh. or something. Uh, oh, the kids from Penn State. Something like that. Yeah, I believe they're it full of shit. But that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know at the time. I was just getting like really no, freaked no, no. out. I went to the librarian in the town and we looked up the whole history of the house and people had died there. Um, I've had I've had dinner with them. They're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, they seem. I mean, it's they all kind of seem full of shit. Yeah. To be honest. I'm. I've done a lot of like because like a guy that I know does. Um, does paranormal like lock-ins and stuff at places and uh, so he knows a lot of those people so there's some that i think really like believe stuff and there's some that i don't that i think just do it just because it's popular or whatever um i don't really know a whole lot about like those guys the frat guys from the ghost adventures place but i know that at uh, like Scarefest, we used to always go to Scarefest, um, which is paranormal and like horror stuff. Like, girls would follow him around all the time. Like that main guy it was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks like a horror version of the dude from Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes. I mean, yes. yeah, I never bought into any of that stuff. And even having yeah. like, experienced stuff myself, I'm still not sure how I feel about it because the mind is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And there's some big cases that can either convince you it's real or can convince you it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the most popular one is Amityville. Anybody want to give us a rundown on uh, the Amityville uh, horror? And, and what to believe and what not to believe, or, or I guess just a, a quick synopsis. Uh, like the whole thing, um, like starting with the first family. Oh yeah, I think we got to start with the DeFeos because I mean, yeah. if anything's gonna be responsible for what the second family went through, I think it's got to be directly connected to the DeFeo murders. So, so the teenage son of the DeFeos thought he heard voices telling him to kill his family, and he did. Just sort of the basic thing, just for everybody out there who doesn't know. Um, then the Let'ses move in. You might have seen the movie. There was an old one. Who was the dad? Was Barry Bostwick or somebody uh, played the John, dad? Or J- Josh Brolin's dad. Yes, James Brolin. Yes, James, Brolin. James Brolin. I was like, it's one of those kind of guys. Um, and then the uh, the god the, Ryan Reynolds did it in Ryan 2007. The new, so, yeah. Which <laughs> I'm going to have the a god. lot of stories. A lot of stories about Amanda. Amanda loves loves Ryan Reynolds, so of Me course we too. went to see that. But we always we always went to see um, horror movies and stuff together. Anyway, um, but yeah, so they say all this stuff happened in this house. They wrote a book about it. If you read the book, it's even more fucked up than the movie Way because up. 
the kid, the Jody kid that the daughter sees is got a pig face or something. I don't know. It's I was reading it at her house one night and she's like, you know, sitting there like talking on the phone to her, her boyfriend. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there and I'm reading this and I'm like, wait, 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 I got to read this out loud. And she like has to put him on speakerphone so he can hear it too. And I was just telling her some of the stuff out of this book. I'm like, no wonder, because I worked at the library then. I was like, no wonder we shelved this in the fiction section now because... Yeah, like, they were saying, oh, it's real, and then they said, no, it's not, and this whole thing sort of happened, and I'm like, they could have had some sort of weird things there, but the fact that they were only supposed to be there, like, a month, and all of a sudden, the dad wants to kill everybody, I was like, uh, I don't know about that, that's, that was, that was a little kind of (laughs) far-fetched. Well, all right. I'm gonna take the stance that Amityville is a bunch of bullshit. Perfect. Yes. Um, I think that's the general stance if you researched it at all. But there is some weird stuff connected. So with the DeFeos, um, Ronnie DeFeo Jr., he ended up, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's still in prison um, for killing his parents, his siblings, and eventually Mm -hmm. blamed it on being possessed. um, Yep. And then blamed it on an ancient Indian burial ground. Yeah. or it, it was all tied in with Native Americans and stuff that there was just one chief that was haunting the place or whatever. But to start with the DeFeo stuff, um, when he allegedly killed his whole family by himself, nobody heard a shot. The body. Yeah, were didn't all, he like use a shotgun? Yeah, and he stuff? used the Marlin, uh, essentially like, a shotgun. Everybody was found in the same position in their beds. Nobody heard mm-hmm. a shot. Um, yep. It's very strange. I study a lot of true crime and stuff, and for nobody to hear a shot, he, A, couldn't have done it alone, because let's say he shoots his siblings first. He can't force his parents to get into the same position because his parents are going to get up and come after him. So, A, somebody had to help him that would shoot people in room A and then shoot the people in room B and force them into those positions. I I have a question. It's been a long time since I've seen or read anything about that case specifically but they i did they do toxicology on them to make sure they hadn't been drugged or anything yeah they weren't drugged there was no alcohol okay. everything, i didn't yeah, think everything so was clear. but i wanted to like yeah. double check because um, you know sometimes in those time periods they were like oh yeah. this yep. this is sad yeah, all the, and then not all the children all the children seem to have not moved at all they were right. each shot and you know, you'd think one shotgun blast, you'd get up and start running, but they were all just like peacefully laying in bed, shot one at a time, which was really strange. It, it is mm-hmm. very strange. So it's either he didn't do it alone, or there is some sort of um, paranormal, or there's something weird going on. And it ends up coming out that uh, they, there's an inhuman entity or whatever. Uh, Two famous people came and investigated Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, mm. You guys familiar with the Warrens? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> quick uh, quick question. Are they full of shit? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Mm. Yeah. Yes. I say yes, but I don't think she thinks she is. I don't know, but I. it's like I've talked to her nephew, John Zaffis... And I've talked to him, and he doesn't seem to be. But he 
believes in them. So then it makes me wonder. But he, like, I have talked to him a couple times at things. And he's got all of these, him himself has, like, his own, like, haunted museum of things that people have sent him. And it's basically this great big, like, warehouse behind his house. Um, And I know that Lorraine had kept a lot of things, but... I don't know, like, oh, there's a Raggedy Ann doll, and if you make fun of it, then you'll have bad times after. I don't know about that, but whatever. Annabelle. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, because it is Annabelle. And it's so funny because I totally forgot that that was Annabelle because it's completely different and so, like, fucked up and scary looking in the movies. Uh, for anybody that's not familiar with Ed and Lorraine Warren, Danny, you want to give us a rundown on who they are and or who they were and what they do? Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, Ed Warren, the demonologist, self-proclaimed. <laughs> uh, they are, I mean, pretty much the first real hardcore paranormal investigators way back in the day that went to people's houses and investigated hauntings and possessions. Uh, uh, many of the ones that they've investigated are based on movies and novels and things along those lines uh, ed died in 2006 i believe and lorraine is actually still alive yep a fresh, 90, a fresh 90 years old right yeah mm-hmm. she's the 20 i'd love to see a reality show with her and betty white <laughs> that would be awesome yeah i would love to bring betty white on some uh psychic ghost adventures The 21st of this month, you can go to Lorraine's house and meet Annabelle. Oh. You know, I was thinking about that. But, and then I was, uh, I just restarted The Demonologist. Uh, We can get into that later, into recommended Mm -hmm. reading, but it's a book on the Warrens. Um, Mm -hmm. And they didn't charge anything for their services back in the day. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, to see a Raggedy Ann doll, we got to pay $170. And come, right. to, come to their fake museum. Because it's a yeah. fake museum. You can't really tour that museum, right? Uh, apparently not. Yeah, you can meet Annabelle that she's going to drag out of the museum for you to look at. And you can watch a video like, of the inside of the museum. But it's too dangerous for you to go there. But at the same time, maybe she's 100% legit. Maybe if you actually go into the museum, like... You're going to die because demons are going to get you. Yeah, maybe maybe she needs the money now because she's old and she can't get a regular job. She has to be getting lots of money from those movies. Like, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just well, tons I mean, she was of mo- money. She well, had a cameo in one. See, that, that depends, actually, because it, it depends on if she sold the rights to the movie To their stories. Company. Or if she yeah. sold the rights, you know, fucking 40 years ago and got, you know, $100,000 for it. Well, she doesn't own that anymore, so they can make all the movies they want now based on their story. So it really depends on who she signed a deal with for their life rights. That's true. Yeah. But either way, I would think that, you know, she's got something, some kind of money. I can't pay $170 to see Raggedy no. Andy or Raggedy Ann. I'd no. pay it to see to meet Lorraine in a heartbeat. Yeah, she this, is a cute old lady. I will give her that. <laughs> <laughs> like the most of the thing, like uh, okay, with the exception of Scarefest, because we go and it's at a convention center and you have to 
pay like you would a comic convention to get in. And the one time that we went and hung out with the people from the paranormal state, those were the Penn State people, Ryan Buell, who said he had cancer, and I don't know that he did because he hasn't <laughs> died yet. It was supposed to be pancreatic cancer. What and I won't cry shit. if he does. I won't cry if he dies. Anyway, um, yeah. Wow. Anyway. Not a likable character. That's fucking hard. Hey, no. I, I, I can't sorry. believe I emailed he, this guy. He well, the thing is, I don't know what I don't know what happened. I feel like when they first when they first started, like he knows the Warrens from all of this stuff. Like he like reached out to to Lorraine and all this kind of stuff. So he knows all of them, and some of them had been, you know, into all that. And then there were people who were psychics who stopped dealing with him because he started just i don't know maybe wanting money because he hadn't had a real job because he'd been doing the tv show and all that kind of stuff and then he started doing these meet and greets and they started charging more and more and more to like investigate with them and then people then they were canceling it and they're like oh it's because he has cancer and then not giving people their money back it was like nope mm -mm. sounds like a, a great a piece of shit right exactly so I don't know if just things went to his head or if he just always was just meaning to like capitalize on it. But I don't think when they originally started that they charged people, even when they did the TV show, I don't think they did. And I think it was after that and maybe because he had had some little tiny smidgen of fame in this weird little sect of the world, you know, that it kind of went to his head or something. I don't know, but... People don't usually survive pancreatic cancer, and this was like five years ago. Yeah, no, it took Patrick Maybe. Swayze. Yeah, well, like three years ago. I'm trying to think of how long ago it was. And Patrick Swayze's, anyway. I mean, relevant to the conversation because of the movie Ghost. There we go. Yeah, and I mean, like, we found out he had it, and then he was gone in like six months or whatever. Like, it just, anyway. Yeah. So. Fuck them guys. <sighs> Right, and I hate that because they were nice enough people when we met them, and we talked to them, and we, you know, we actually ended up hanging out with them and going to dinner with them and stuff too. Besides just going to like this haunted location, and um, they were cool, just like normal people because they're, you know, my age or whatever. But it was after that it, things started to go downhill because then they started charging like two hundred dollars to go. Sit and listen to them talk about something. Highway like, robbery. Well, no, no, thank you. Um, and then, like, even what? No matter what you think about psychics, like the uh, Chip Coffee, he's yeah, psychic or whatever. He stopped working with them because he was like, "There's something wrong there. I don't want to deal with it anymore." Uh, Michelle Belanger used to work with them, and she was like, "No, no more." I trust her over Chip Coffee any day, but that's a whole other thing. Um, like. She know like, we're not friends, but she knows that she's met me when she sees me. Like, there's only a couple people. Her and the girl from The Dead Files remember me, and I'm not rememberable. <laughs> right? Like, I'm just, so, nobody ever remembers. People I was in classes with and talked to don't remember me. But the, these two women who claim to be psychics remember me. So at least they have some sort of advanced brain power over some other people. Uh, so I'll give them that. <laughs> that was a, that's always been a thing that's 
kind of kept me on the skeptic side is when I meet people that are supposedly psychics and stuff, almost always I'm just like, you are just a kook Mm -hmm. that is looking for money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every word out of your mouth is just some cold reading bull crap that you could just pick up a book and I could do the same thing you're doing right now. I've had one exception ever. One exception, which was one of the strangest experiences of my life. Um, So I was actually, I was at Dragon Con one year, a convention Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And I don't even remember what led up. I think we were looking for a party and like (laughs) went into this room and it wasn't the right room. Oh, no. We were we were hanging out with this younger guy, you know, and he was a like, lot "Oh, of this stuff is stuff going on there." <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "Oh, this is actually my dad, you know, he's a psychic." And I was like, "Oh, I bet he is." <laughs> he was, he was an older guy. He was like uh, probably late fifties, <clears throat> early sixties, and at the time I was early twenties. And he was like, "Let me read your foot." And I was like, "Read my foot? Do you mean you want to like read my palm?" And he was like, "No, I want to read your foot." I would have been. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I mean, I was with friends and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever, <laughs> let's do this." I like Read the my way foot, you said the way you say that. You're like, "I was with friends and stuff." You know, he yeah, wasn't I wasn't hurt scared. me like that kind of way. I love yeah. it. it was great. You, you I was had, no, you drunk, that right? was I was like 19 or 20 oh. probably. I didn't even drink yet. So you um, let the stranger read. Your oh, foot. I was I was a hundred percent like weird old perv alert going off like. But you let this it is not a normal thing. Yeah, I mean, I was with friends and stuff, and you know, we we're dragon gone. I was like, all right, let's see what happens. So I'm clearly read? nothing too bad is going to happen. Uh, I'm going to tell you the honest to god truth. It was a long time ago, and I don't remember like word for word what he said or anything. But previous to that, I'd had my palm read and stuff, and they they grill you with a couple of simple questions and look you over, and it's all just cold reading. You know, it's a uh, well, clearly, you know, this, this, and this, so all I have to do is say these generic statements, and most likely they're going to be correct. And, like, I had spoken to this guy for all of, like, one minute. I had not given him any information. He didn't know my name. He didn't know anything about me at all. And, you know, he's like, all right, take your shoe off. And I'm like, oh, this is so awkward and weird, and you're probably some crazy pedophile but I'm going to do it. So (laughs) I threw my foot up there and he started doing his thing. And I was like, my mind was absolutely blown. Like he was just everything that was going on in my life at the time. He was like nailing on the head and getting specific with things that were like, not just your general cold reading bullshit things to say. And it was the one time in my life I had an experience with a psychic that I was like, man, I think he actually, like, he's either, like, far beyond any cold reader I've ever experienced, or this guy's actually, actually doing something, you know? It was a, it was an experience I do not regret, and I'm still not saying he wasn't necessarily a pedophile, but nothing happened to me. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, maybe (laughs) that's the key. Maybe it's, you know, they need to stop reading palms, and they just need to start reading feet. Yeah, but I mean, like, he wasn't, like, he didn't even, he did, he did it professionally, you know? It wasn't like he grabbed a young child's foot and was like, let me give you a foot massage while I read it or anything. You don't know. He professionally molested your foot. That's terrible. That's terrible. (laughs) If that's what he did, 
my mind was blown. With his, his, his Dana's all the better for it. So that's, that's all. The key. Yeah, that's I, the key I to Dana's heart is just rub his feet a little it's, bit. It's the, he never touched my feet. Actually, there is a guy. But it was the one time I felt like it was more than just cold reading and bullshit. So I mean, there are lots of different ways to read like your body for certain things. Like I don't like you said you couldn't remember exactly what he said, but like you can even read people's irises and tell what things are wrong with them. So if right. it was just like you're sick or whatever, because my dad and my stepmom went to this guy and he looked at her irises and he was like, you have rheumatoid arthritis or something. And she's like, OK. And, you know, like he didn't know the two the two weeks prior to that she couldn't like move her arm. You know, like her shoulder wouldn't move. And so she goes to the doctor and then they do some tests and they're like, you know, that thing, that must be what it is that you have. Because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her because she just woke up and couldn't move one day. And um, so that's interesting. But if they were telling, if he was telling you other stuff, then I don't know how to answer that. So one thing <laughs> I do remember that really stood out to me that I really the thing that I, I do remember him saying that was the thing that I was like, there's just no way you can cold read that was he uh you know he was he was doing his reading and whatever and he was like so your your grandparents uh were big influences on your life and i see that they got divorced when you were a young age and i oh. that's true right yeah. and i was like there is like legit nothing i don't know anybody's grandparents that lead you there right the exactly foot, it's all in the foot. That yeah, was, yeah, it's all in the foot. Yeah, and right, uh, and then that was a thing too. I'm like, how would you even get that from a foot? That's crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, but that so, was the thing that I was like, there's just you can't cold read that. I have had no conversation with you. I don't know you at all. Like, and you just said something that's a hundred percent true that you can't just pull out of thin air. My that isn't even normal. Oh god, my aunt lost a ring. Um, once and her and my stepmom went to a psychic and the lady said, you're going to get it in the mail in an envelope. She goes, you've lost something and you're going to get it back in the mail in an envelope. Like they didn't tell her what it was or whatever. And she's like, I think it's a piece of jewelry, you know, that kind of thing. And she did get it back in an envelope. And then I'm like, you know what? I bet. Cause they had like a Halloween party at their house. And I'm like, Ooh, I bet somebody took it. And then she was talking to him about it, and they felt bad, and they told her to go to that psychic, and then they mailed <laughs> it back. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's a stretch, but it's possible. Anything I mean, but is so is so is this lady not knowing anything about it, telling her she's going to get it back in an envelope in the mail. You know, like, either way, it's a stretch, I feel. But I don't know. Like, some of that stuff is just... Like, I'm... I, I'm an empath, so I feel people's feelings and stuff. And I can, and like when there's, uh, you know how like on these shows they'll do like, uh, EMF sweeps and stuff. And if there's a lot of energy in an area like that, like in the house that I that I lived in where I heard stuff, if I had my bed in one certain place, I would have weird dreams because it was right where all of the power lines for our house come up through the floor and then dispersed throughout the house. And it took me a long time to figure out what it was because I was like, why am I having these weird dreams? And it took me getting a cell phone and it get going all crazy. And then I realized, Oh shit, I bet that's where all the, the power's coming into the house. So then I moved my bed and things were fine. 
for the most part. I mean, sometimes I still have weird dreams, but that's just in general, not like every single night, like Pink Floyd's the wall, like I was having. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So sometimes I get like sick or something. If it's stuff like that, you know, I hear hot, like, cause I can, and I can hear like the high pitched noise of it and all that kind of thing. But like, I've had to quit jobs because everyone at my job has been so miserable that I don't even talk to, but them walking past me every day and them just not wanting to be there. Even if they don't talk to me, I could feel it. And I'm like, this is weird. And I know this is what it is, but it's stupid and it sounds fake, (laughs) but it's just somehow like I'm just tuned in more, I guess, to that kind of energy. And I wish I wasn't, but (laughs) Do you think that's what it is? Do you think it's some people are more tuned in and, and open-minded to certain things? So let's say I mean, Lorraine Warren is a maybe is a clairvoyant. Is it because she's more open-minded than... I don't everybody? know. I mean, maybe the term open-minded isn't necessarily right. Because I feel like, you know, some people, you know, when they do your... Uh, watch your brain work, you know, there's certain things... One part of your brain will work and the other part will shut down for a second when you're doing certain activities. You know, you're doing math problems, so one side's going to light up. You're doing an art project, another one's going to light up. But like me, I'm, I have a degree in math, but I'm also an artist. So I have like, I have both of those things. And so I light up different parts of my brain at the same time that some people wouldn't, you know. And I think maybe some of that mixture of that kind of stuff and the chemicals and stuff in the brain kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, help your senses uh, widen. I don't know. You know, I mean, heck, I have to wear glasses. Some people can see better than me because it's their chemical makeup that they don't have bad eyes. So, like, it could be anything. But, I mean, I guess you could say open. I just feel like open-minded is just sort of a different, you know, like that's saying that anybody could do it. And I don't know because, you know, I can't shoot a basketball. Even if I try, I, if I practice, I'm not going to. But you could learn to. Do it. Sort of. Well, you could learn to shoot a basketball. I mean, I know I can from a certain distance. But what I'm saying is there's some things that you can learn up to a point but that doesn't necessarily mean that you would be able to. I'm not. I'm not. Doesn't matter how hard I've tried. I'm never going to be Michael Jordan, or whatever. Just because my my makeup is different, you know, my muscles are different, and my determination is certainly different. <laughs> See, that's um, that's a thing that I am a full believer in. That um, I, and I do think open mindedness plays a huge role in it. Um, I think certain people are more sensitive than other people to psychic energies or whatever you want to call it. And I I think it does have a huge thing to do with open-mindedness and not shutting out those things from your daily life and your thought pattern. Because when you shut them completely out, even if they're right in front of your face, you just can't see them. But if you're willing to notice that they're there it's more possible for you to notice i'll take that okay yeah i'll I'll take that that's fair so what about uh do you think it has anything to do with innocence because there's a a theory kind of out there that kids are able to connect Mm. easier Mm. 
than adults are and it kind of has something to do with their innocence and they're more open-minded and they can see things that we can't do you think kids are more susceptible to these experiences than adults 100 percent down the lines of what i just said um yeah you you haven't been conditioned to block things out when you're a child and like i said almost all of my experiences happened when i was a young child and when I was a young child, I had no influences to block those things out. No one was ever telling me, ghosts aren't real, don't believe in them, don't, don't pay attention to these weird things. I actually had a, you know, grew up in an environment where my mom talked to ghosts out of haunting places and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was a thing that could happen as a child it's like santa claus or the easter bunny or whatever you know it's like as far as i know this is true right now nothing has ever told me otherwise so i feel like that makes your mind more open to things Mm -hmm. like that being possible well um i don't know i guess that makes sense i but i never had i personally never had experiences as a kid uh, that were that even that seemed out of the ordinary to me so who knows Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe my imaginary friend really was a ghost or something. I don't know. It wasn't. My imaginary friend was actually my cousin. That's a whole other thing. Um, my cousin who's still alive. Uh, nice. <laughs> she was. She was my best friend. I don't know. Um, I was like three or four, I guess. You know, however old you are when you have an imaginary friend. Anyway, um, but I. Yeah, I can see that though about. Because then animals have, animals will see things and, you know, dogs will bark at stuff. And sometimes it's like, oh, the dog will just bark at the trees. But then you realize, like, no, the dog is barking at that corner at the same time every night or whatever. Or, like, the cat that's usually not mesmerized by anything, but it's catnip or whatever. Or, like, feathers or something is just, like, death staring at something. And they don't have, you know, they don't understand what they're really what we're saying. So they don't know if they're if we were like, "What's wrong with you? Go start real." <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it, that could be called innocence or yeah. open mindedness. You know, it's kind of the, it's kind of the same thing. Like an animal just has nothing telling it that that can't be happening. So the innocence or the open mindedness or the ignorance even just allows it to happen. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I just don't like the term open-mindedness. It's more like a buzzword. Yeah, yeah it feels like some kind of a broad hippie term crap. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah. one thing the Warrens did um, is exorcisms. All right. I think Ed was one of the only people outside the Catholic Church to be allowed to do exorcisms. Or, I don't even know uh, why. I don't know why either. But That's the thing I've so demons versus ghosts what do you guys think you think there are actual the devil possessing people or is it a crock of shit yeah what do you think yeah that one's a hard one um i tend to i don't know just dreams personal Demon's a, a terrible word to call it, I think, because I'm mm-hmm. not religious in that way. 
I think they called but it an this, inhuman something where it, yeah, it didn't. It was never a human being. Right. In in my I personally I call it a demon, but I'm not religious in that way that I would consider something a you know Judeo Christian demon. But to me, I call it demons. But at the same time, I feel like it's half like an evil force presence type thing that can exist for whatever reason and half like a scientific weird mind thing. You know, things that don't exist that you make up in your own mind and kind of cause it to be real. Oh, like a manifestation or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my friend Amanda is Pentecostal. It's hilarious. She's Pentecostal. And I'm an atheist, or I guess I'm agnostic. Yeah. Today, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I should just be agnostic because some days I'm like, yeah, nah. And some days I'm like, mm, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much about where I am. Yeah, and here. she thinks that they're all. She thinks that the, uh, any kind of like spirit encounter is like some sort of demon. So even if it seems nice, that it's something that's trying to get to you. So, I mean, I can see that, you know, I, I don't, I mean, in a way, even residual energy, it doesn't even exist, right? Like it's just energy repeating itself, Yeah. but at the same time, it's kind of just trying to get to you. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how uh, the demonologist, the book, uh, I just got to the part where they're talking about Annabelle. Um, Mm -hmm. everybody's probably seen, I have not seen the Annabelle movies, um, but I'm familiar with the real story. Uh, and they talk about um, it posed as a murdered little girl, Annabelle Higgins or whatever the name was, and asked them, you know, can I move into this doll? And they said, yeah, sure, you know. And so she moved into the doll. But what Ed and Lorraine explained to them is that it's a demon. You know, it's an inhuman, whatever the term they used was. And it, its only goal was to kill you, you know. Um, do you think that's the ultimate goal of demons? Are they, are they just out to harm us, or mm-hmm. I mean, what's their goal? Man, that's a real. that's yeah, a thing that's... that I definitely have. If they are demons, and in every realist, real, real like story, and everything, it's like, what the hell is their goal? to scare you and freak you out and fuck your life up. Like they don't really like even in the exorcist or anything, it's like, what is the point of that? To fuck up one person's life? Like they could be fucking up. If they have that kind of power, they could be destroying millions of people's lives somehow, you know, with just a little bit of thought and effort, but they just did it to one person for no apparent reason. (laughs) Like, I wonder if maybe there's, like, a miscommunication. Like, if there's some sort of energy entity, like, that does exist like this. And it's like when your cat brings you a dead mouse. It thinks it's bringing you a gift, and you're like, I don't want this on my kitchen floor. But you're, it it just works, you know? (laughs) Like, you know, because... Like, you know, like the, it would be worse because, you know, at least the cat's killing the mouse. 
and that's fine. You want it to do that, but you don't necessarily want it to because the cat doesn't understand what you want and what you would like as a gift. Um, whereas like maybe what we're calling demons, maybe they don't communicate the way we do and by it getting into someone's body and doing stuff, maybe it's, you know, like if it's a real entity, maybe it's not evil in its eyes. Does that make sense? Like it doesn't, it isn't trying to hurt someone. It feels like it's trying to help someone because in every, you know, in every battle, the other side is always the bad guy (laughs) and nobody sticks up for demons. I've always had a theory. Demons are getting a bad rap. (laughs) Maybe they might. I've always had a theory along those lines about zombies. Yeah. Everyone is always like zombies. They're zombies. We have to kill them. They have to die now. But for all you know, that zombie is like, yeah, I would like some brains right now, but this is fucking awesome. I'm loving my life and I really want some brains. But everything is great, and everyone's like, shoot them in the head. And they're like, man, I'm just chilling. So they're the victims. Demons, zombies, and demons are the victims. (laughs) I was going to say, and if I get possessed after this because of that, then I don't don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's like, please call Michelle Belanger. She's the only person I like. (laughs) Call Penn State. We'll get them guys down there. I know a dude who will show up in an affliction shirt, take it off, and try to beat up the ghost the same night. Yeah, and his hair is perfectly done the whole time. <laughs> and his last name is not Baggins. <laughs> oh. So do we agree? Yeah, we, do we might have called the Bilbo Baggins a lot. Um. Do we agree that there's a difference between demons and, well, I mean, what we're going to refer to as demons as evil yeah. entities and then there are ghosts that are kind of just stuck that haven't passed I, over I think there is but I also think that there are other I can't, I guess from my Irish background that is really really far back but uh, you know they have like elementals yep, sprites that kind of thing and sometimes they're just having fun and they're not you know they're not out to harm anybody but they're not human either. So they're sort of they in left, between. Do you think they know left what castle. they are? Do you I think no they idea. know they're dead? Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, but are they dead? Or have they always been that energy? Like, can they can they see each other? Like, is it just somehow they're invisible to us because they're on another plane? Because this might go into some other weird shit. <laughs> this is getting heavy. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's Lep Castle in Ireland, and Lep Castle is haunted by the elemental that supposedly was there before the castle was ever built, and it is just an elemental being of pure evil, and everything horrible that happens there happens just because of the evil has culminated into a creature called the elemental that haunts shit and fucks stuff up. Yeah, like it's burned down and all kinds of stuff has happened to it because of, supposedly because of that. Right. So sometimes they, you know, that would be more like what you would, we would call a demon. Um, I don't know. I know uh, Grant from the Ghost Hunters, he's the guy that left 
because it was him and then the Jason, who was the ball guy. Like yeah. Grant had left, and he never really said. I don't think he ever said on the show what he had seen that made him get into this stuff. But he had basically seen like stuff like that, like out in the forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw some panels with him at uh, yeah. Dragon Con actually. Yep. And uh, he went into all the stuff that was cut out of the shows, and he was pretty much like, man, there's nothing in any of the shows that's real, because it was all cut out for one reason or another, and he went into some of the really amazing stories, the one you're talking about in particular, about things that he had seen, and he was like, it just wasn't good TV. Like, the real things didn't make for good TV. It was the the bullshit and the stuff that was kind of hyped up that wasn't really anything that made better TV that the producers wanted to put on the air. Yep. He's friends with the guy that I know that does the investigations and stuff. And he, I don't, I think he just does them for free with this guy and all the money that we pay to do it goes to this guy's charity. Um, his name is Mike couch and he runs a charity called lost limbs foundation. Uh, it helps buy like prosthetic limbs for kids who have either had to have a limb amputated or were born without one or more limbs uh, because that stuff's expensive. Hospital visits are expensive. So uh, he gives all that money to them because he had to have his, one of his legs amputated when he was older. He was having like trouble with it when he was like a teenager and stuff, but he's a really nice guy and really, really good person. And, uh, Uh, except for I think his wife left him but I think she left him for one of the guys uh, from one of those shows but that's a whole nother thing because <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's what happened but that guy kissed me once when I gave him a hug and I was like uh <laughs> no thank you <laughs> um so no and she thank was you like, Kevin Spacey uh, <laughs> right exactly kind of like that um, uh, and she seemed to be really obsessed with that guy and I'm like, Mike is a great guy. Why are you not? Anyway, um, the other guy was not a great guy. And so I just assume that's what happened, but I don't know. I don't know for sure because um, I didn't want to ask him. But uh, we've done a lot of his stuff, and uh, he has his website and everything always has, like, the kids that he helps on it. You know, like when you get the little thing of the kid that you're sponsoring in Africa, you know, like you get – to know about these kids and what they like and you know if they were born like that or if they had to have something amputated or anyway it's it's a really it's a pretty good charity i like it i do stuff that's the only way i will pay to go to any investigations or anything really is through him just because i want to go and i want to talk about any stories that people have and the money go to a good cause it was at the, was it the Conjuring, the one that was like at the farmhouse and stuff? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, because I met one of the. It was the parent the kids. family. Yes, I met one of the ladies from that, and she is nuts. <laughs> yeah, I listened to her on a podcast once, and she, yeah, she seemed kind she, of out there. She was nice, but she was crazy. <laughs> My buddy I, is in the next room, still bitching about me. I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah, because me and my friend like just like make jokes about her all the time. But I actually I like that she remembers who I am, which is really weird thing that she would. And 
that she's just a weird, weird fucking person. <laughs> like, she's into some weird, weird shit, and it's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, you guys want to talk some Supernaturals? Uh, Ed Warren apparently took the demon out of a werewolf once. I love that story. Yeah. I don't, I, sure, whatever. I mean, but you guys know enough about that? I mean, uh, I mean you know what werewolves uh-huh. are. And yeah. Vampires are. Right. That type of shit. Werewolf story is like uh, two sentences, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's not long at all. It's not long okay. at all. That that should be but the next Conjuring movie. Should be the werewolf one. It should be. That'd be awesome. Oh lord. Oh lord. Uh. All right. So. So here's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remember talking about the Ed and Lorraine website last week. Oh yeah. It is completely different this week. <laughs> the whole thing. It, it's basically it's basically the same, right? But like there's all these videos added and like it's like stuff's worded different. Remember me saying that about how weirdly that one thing was worded? It is worded differently now. <laughs> They've <laughs> they, they like they psychically knew that I was yeah. talking shit about how weirdly That's how weirdly worded that was, and they, they went back. It is well, like go look at it. It is legitimately different happen. than it was last it's week. It's way different. I'm looking at it right now. The only thing that's not <laughs> yeah. different is their Nesper logo at the top, but the rest of the pages even more even that uh, done. even that uh, <laughs> fucking thing you have to sign before you can go to it that I read, and I was like, that's worded weird. Is worded I, differently now, and it's mine, no longer worded weirdly. Mine didn't do that. It's got a disclaimer or something, yeah. like. I like that you said professionally done, but it's like, oh yeah, the same. Two two professionally yeah. done. Oh, this was way worse last week. This was. Way it must worse. have been what it used to be. Dude. They must have just changed it from what it's always been, because I remember it used to be really horrible. Do you guys have that skull and crossbones? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what it does. It just keeps bringing me to the top whenever I click it. <laughs> oh, I see it. That, yeah. yeah, it's just. It's just instead of an arrow, probably that's to go so, back. That's so GeoCities. I think they went from Angel Fire to GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I mean, like, there's still the blinking glyph of the Amityville oh, yeah. house, yeah. but the the disclaimer is worded differently than it was last week and makes sense now. Like, why do they have? <laughs> why is it the picture of the girl from the movie and the doll from the movie? On this evening with Annabelle, with this horrible, horrible font. Because <laughs> that's a, I mean, nobody wants to see Raggedy Ann. They want to see Annabelle from the movie. Because they're too I mean, good. That I mean, they don't even remotely look the same. That you can pay like five ninety nine to watch the museum tour now. That wasn't there last week. Last week you could not pay to watch it. There yeah, are lessons for twenty dollars a piece. Yep. Devils and demons, <laughs> earthbound spirits. I can go to Barnes and Nobles and read a book about it for free. <laughs> Lay it back on the shelf and get the what hell out of there. Is Tony Spira in it? I think he, uh, I think he is. I think he's the guy that hosts it. To be honest, looking at it, that same yeah. smug bastard is in both the videos. We should be recording this right we now. Should. All right. <laughs> Oh, it's all recording. So, but if we, I haven't stopped recording the whole conversation. Oh uh, shit! It's all good. 
I'm writing down timestamps so I know how long we went and yeah, when to start if, going back into it. If Lorraine Warren is out there psychically listening to us, I just want her to know that that bun is. Pr- I know that it's not her real hair. Like, that's it. I just it's got to be a clip-on bun nowadays. Me and, me and Lorraine have a me and Lorraine have a direct psychic connection, right? So I talked yeah. shit last week, and she was like, "Tony, I'm gonna need you to get on that website and fix that shit Dana complained about." <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Tony, what Spiro, Spira, he's the Spira, Spira yeah. he's the son-in-law of Lorraine, and um, pretty convinced he just like tried to swoop in there and cash in on whatever she was worth. Um, right. But he's all over their stuff, all over. Like he runs the whole. Because he's um, probably hoping she'll die soon, and he can take it over or something. He probably is going to. He probably is going to get all of her money when she dies. I think he's probably the closest living relative. I mean, I would imagine her daughters. I think they only had one kid. I think they only had one daughter. Yeah. Is she is she alive? She with us? I mean, she must be. I would. I don't know. I'm gonna. It doesn't matter. Lauren can talk to her anyway. No, absolutely. At the at the Winchester Mystery House, she goes and talks to her. Oh God, I really want to go there because I just think it's weird, and I just want to see all the weird architecture and stuff there. But you know, okay, that's one of my top top like ten places on the planet I want to go, and I can't my, wait for that movie too. My, I know, I my my roommate does not want to see that at all. She's not into like scary movies, and they're making it like a scary movie, and it's not going to be scary. But whatever. Um, but my stepmom's mom, so my step-grandmother, had gone when she went to visit one of her kids and when they lived out in California. And uh, she brought home the book. And I don't know. I was like 10, maybe. And I was just enthralled with this book. And my dad and my stepmom were like, okay, we need to go. I'm like, but I want to finish reading this book about this crazy lady in this house. They wouldn't let me borrow it from her. She would have let me borrow it, but they were like, no. I was pretty bummed. I had a friend that got to go to the Winchester Mystery House, and to this day, I'm still jealous of it. Yeah. Well, my dad, when they went to San Diego, he was like, yeah, he calls me, and I'm like in the grocery store, and I'm like, what are you, why are you calling me? And he's just like, oh, we're just walking around San Diego, and I see this big hotel and it's really cool and i just thought i'd call and tell you about it and i go what hotel is it he goes uh i don't know it's got red roofs i go the hotel Cor- del coronado and he goes yeah, yeah. and i'm like i want to go to that place it's supposed to be haunted because <laughs> this was like 12 years ago <laughs> that was the one that was the basest of american horror story hotel oh okay oh, that that makes- cecil yeah 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 the Cecil Hotel's got quite a reputation. Oh, where's that? That's in what Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's in a shady part of Los Angeles, but there's this. Um, but that's like a, Skid Row, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple yeah. of crazy. Uh, in like the '60s, a woman jumped off the roof, or jumped off of her um, balcony or whatever, um, and landed on somebody and killed oh, the shit. dude. So when the cops oh, showed up, they thought that it was like a murder. Um, and then they end up figuring out that she jumped off and coincidentally landed on a guy when she was killing herself. And then I think it was... I'm sorry that I'm yeah. She survived? No, no, no. Insane. They're both dead, but they put it all together. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, 
doing cop things and putting the story together. Tried to commit suicide and was impelled by a person? Well, she she was trying to commit suicide. Well, she did commit suicide, but in the process of committing suicide, she landed on some poor old dude who was just, like, walking home. Wow. Yeah. Um, And then I think it's in the 80s. It was after Richard Ramirez, the second Night Stalker, was caught. Um, A journalist, I think from Germany, came to the United States and was trying to do like an expose on Skid Row and prostitution and was staying at the Cecil Hotel. And while he was staying there, prostitutes started being killed um, in the vicinity of the hotel. Come to find out that he was there because he was obsessed with Richard Ramirez and was the one killing the prostitutes while he's writing an expose on prostitutes and them being killed and stuff. Um, but he was staying at the Cecil Hotel. Um, and then Elisa Lamb was the most recent one where um, yep. she... I love that story. Yeah, it's crazy. She's staying at the Cecil Hotel and goes missing. And they have her on video. The video is really eerie if you bring it up on YouTube. Um, it's like she's oh, yeah. playing an elevator game. Uh, where you, I saw yeah, that. Okay, like no, I have seen that on some show. Yeah, that is my absolute favorite modern. It's crazy, crazy ghost, yeah. paranormal type um, story right there. Is Elisa Lamb? So she's in the elevator. Yeah. It looks like she's yelling at people. She's pressing all of these buttons. Uh, she gets in and out, in and out. Really weird behavior. Um, and then that's it. That's all they find of her. And then I think it's what a couple weeks later. Uh, people are complaining about the foul taste in the water. Mm-hmm. So they go up to the water tank. Sure enough, there's Elisa Lamb, uh, stripped naked. No signs of trauma or anything. But it would have been almost physically impossible for her to get herself into this, to get up to the water tank, to open it, undress, shut it once she got in there. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out the people at the hotel were drinking water out of this water tank that had a dead body in it for weeks yeah i remember that and i that story is really weird and creepy and stuff and i just didn't realize the name of the hotel and as i was looking at it here even the girl that was killed that they were calling the black dahlia had apparently been there before she died her last drinks i think she was at the bar right before her body was found yeah that's that's weird shit um i am gonna look this up though because the whole thing was somebody being in, because I know it happened before that. Yes, it did. Okay. The whole thing about someone being in one of the water tanks like that was in a book, uh, one of uh, Koji Suzuki's books, who wrote The Ring that became, who wrote Ring and Spiral and Loop that became The Ring Not and all sure. that. And then when they did the sequel to The Ring. I think it was in that, maybe, or it was in Dark the, Water. I can't Dark remember. Dark Water. It's the movie Dark Water, yeah, which is, like, crazy similar, almost, like, exactly oh, what wrote, happened yeah, before yeah. it happened. Right, because he that, wrote That's my biggest, that's my in, most favorite thing about it. All the craziest, crazy conspiracy theories about the whole situation is just, like, man, that kind of lines up. Right. Yeah, well, like so. I really like his books and I was read his books and then I saw the movies and I hate, I couldn't remember because the short story books of called dark water had some of that stuff was in the movie dark water. So that stuff was in the ring too. Anyway, that's why I couldn't remember which was which, but the fact that he wrote those in the nineties and then that really happened almost 20 years later, like 
it was like or like 10 years later i guess no it was like in 2013 when it, when that happened like cuz you don't think something like that's really going to happen and it really happened it was really freaky and i'm just kind of freaking right. myself out now the, and then there was there was uh to watch the youtube video it's insane oh, absolutely Look up Elisa Lamb recommended. Cause, yeah, because I remember when I saw that on something, I'm like, that is, that's like that book. What the fuck? You know. And then, like, just straight crazy conspiracy theories. So there was, at the time, at the exact time this happened, the government was caught. I, I'm not going too far into actual details of it or anything, but the short rundown is there was, I think it was like a herpes virus experiment going on in California at the time called Lamb Elisa. Oh, yes. The exact same time that the Elisa Lamb thing happened. And they're like, so the government just said, you know, calls this whole Elisa Lamb thing to happen to get the news to say Elisa Lamb, not Lamb Elisa, to cover up their weird herpes experiment that they got busted on that sounds fucking insane it is the whole thing is insane that's what i'm saying like the weirdest craziest conspiracy theories about it like you cannot just sit there you have to sit there and be like that's kind of weird like that's that's not a normal thing at all that those things connect so what do we think happened to elisa lamb man uh, there's a documentary that I think is out now that I have not gotten to see yet that I really, really, really want to see that supposedly they found out a little more information and stuff. But the fact that I don't know if it's out or not yet probably means that it wasn't, you know, life changing. <laughs> but Investigation Discovery did a three part series uh the horror hotel or hotel horror or something like that um it goes over each of those cases i had mentioned earlier the the night stalker copycat uh the women the woman committing suicide and then the elisa lamb friend that was i have a friend that was on one of the not one of those episodes but one of the episodes of investigation discovery or whatever about she's an actress and stuff but she was in an episode about somebody she knew that's wild. So, like, yeah, so, uh, and I just found out about it, so I haven't seen it. So I don't know if she's portraying someone, or do they do, like, interviews with people on that? Because maybe they did an interview with her. Yeah, they do but interviews, I feel like, and then they do reenactments I, on 95 I feel like she, I feel like she was in one of the reenactments, though. I had, yeah, didn't ask her about it, because she just, uh, um, well, my I'm talking about my friend, I think she was in a reenactment about someone she knew that had some sort of weird death. That's crazy. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was just, uh, I'm trying to, to remember, because it was just something that was kind of uh, quickly in a Facebook like stat, like comment on a status or something. And I was like, what? I'm going to have to look this up. <laughs> and I haven't yet, because it was just a couple days ago. So did ghosts put Elisa Lamb in that water tank? Yes. Uh, or the government, or aliens, or elementals. The Warrens, Lorraine dragged her ass up there. It was a werewolf, is what it was. I believe it. Too bad Ed wasn't around to cast that demon out. If only we had some hillbilly witches out there. Yeah. 
All right, so at least a lamb, that's a, a big sham, I guess. I don't think it is. No. I disagree with sham completely. Well, Whatever what happened was some serious-ass shit that you... There's just not enough information to draw a real conclusion, which makes it my favorite modern paranormal, whatever you want to call it, story, is that it, it was not a sham. It is 100%. It happened, and what happened is beyond normal explanation. And it's just like you can draw your own conclusions, but whatever happened is fucked up. All right, so Elisa Lamb's really crazy. There's another one. Um, Kanika Jenkins was a 19-year-old woman who her body was found in a walk-in freezer at a Chicago hotel Ooh. a couple months mm-hmm. ago. Uh, yeah, I heard about YouTube it. Ooh, I have not heard about that. Yeah, you YouTube it. Uh, there's su- surveillance and security video of her walking around. and it, it's. Some people claim, and there's a bunch of videos that go through it. If you slow it down, you can see some weird arm come and grab her. Uh, what? Yeah, it's one. If, if Elisa Lamb is pretty crazy, the Kanika Jenkins one, uh, that's pretty insane to you because they, I think, ruled it like an accidental death. Uh, Ugh. And her family was on the Dr. Oz show. Yeah, and she. Boo. Something, anyway, sorry. I mean, <laughs> yeah, somebody either drugged her. She was really. I mean, her toxicology found alcohol, caffeine, and. Um, Toper roommate, whatever that is, but no date rape drugs or anything. But if you watch her in the video, the way she's walking, it, it at times appears somebody's holding her up. You know, it's very strange, oh. but that's another one to YouTube. I haven't watched that video. I, I read about wild. the story, but I haven't watched the video. I'm going to have to do that. It's pretty crazy. And there's some people that, yeah, slow it down and they say there's an arm reaching for her, bringing her into the freezer because it randomly cuts out before she enters the freezer. What was her name again? Kanika Jenkins. K-E-N-N-E-K-A Jenkins. Because yep. I just looked is, it up. Uh, this is October, fucking September. weird. It's crazy. It's, oh. it's, a, it's right there with the Elisa Lamb video. It's very eerie. Mm. Are you guys watching it right now? No, I pulled it up to watch as soon as we're done. Uh, yeah, I, I, was read, I was reading about it. Yeah, it's an interesting case of... Nobody has any idea what happened to this poor girl. And the same with Elisa Lamb. And it's funny, not funny, but they both happened in hotels. And there's both Mm. so many unknowns. Funny, ironic, not funny, haha. Yeah. You have to say. I guess it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is the place haunted or are people haunted? Or is it both? Or is it demons? I think it's demons. I think it's fucking all demons. And we're just, you know, in the middle of a war. We're just there plaything. Yeah, we're just there. We're just there. Constantine is real. Are we talking Keanu Reeves, Constantine? Oh, oh, absolutely. Keanu Reeves. Not the comic book at all. Just straight Keanu Reeves. Oh, man. If Keanu Reeves saved my life, I would just... Oh, no. I'd I'd wet myself, probably. Hilarious. As long as he acts like Ted. <laughs> That's the Constantine I want to see. <laughs> Whoa, dude, you totally got possessed by demons. <laughs> Most heinous. It's, it's like it's like in between he's got to like drag on a cigarette though, because you know. <laughs> yeah. You demons are not being excellent. No. To each other. <laughs> no. 
not being excellent. Yes. Oh, so we get Keanu Reeves as Ted playing Constantine stuck on a bus with a bunch of demons. <laughs> oh, man. And the bus can't go slower than 60 miles an hour. Nope. Or, or the, the demons kill everyone. Yep, they're all released. You guys are killing me. Here. <laughs> so, but in reality, it's just all in the Matrix, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, true. true, matter. true. Are there ghosts in the Matrix? Shit. Uh, yes. Yeah. machine, right? Those dudes with the dreads were ghosts, weren't they? I have no the idea. The albinos with the dreads? Well, because they were albino, they had to be ghosts? Well, yeah, it's the Matrix, it's the and Matrix. that's how that works. <laughs> hey, my roommate is an albino. If she were in the Matrix, <laughs> they would be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that she's albino because she dyes her hair. <laughs> Oh man. So, uh, what are we? Are we buying into She's ghosts? Not a, I, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm still totally interested in it. I buy into resi- residual energy. Explain I buy into. Energy. Oh man, Brooke, word. you. I I think you you described it pretty well earlier. I'm gonna throw that one to you. Well, from things that I've read, like. Let's say you see the same person walking down your stairs every day. Like one of the one of the specific stories I remember hearing is or reading about uh, in doing research for one of my research papers is that someone would see someone going down the stairs, except for it was like half of their body. It looked like they were buried in the stairs and come to find out that house, the stairs had been redone or something like that. And so the stairs were like two foot higher than they had been before or some weird shit like the house had burnt down and they rebuilt it or something like that mm-hmm. but it's supposedly it's like sort of a replay like of a video of things continuously happening like they would have happened and if this spirit has consciousness it's kind of like Groundhog Day and they're just going over and over again mm-hmm. and they don't know any different um, <clears throat> but I, it's it's to me it's I don't know that it would actually qualify as an actual like spirit because that's more something that would be able to interact with you because like you could yell at them and they won't don't even know you're there uh, kind of thing um, maybe you'd see a dog run past your house every day I don't know but just just sort of like playing a tape back and for those of you that don't know what a tape is, it's what they had before they had DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. Uh, Goddamn millennials. <laughs> like, I feel like an old person. I watched Runaways, and they had a video. One kid was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and I thought, Haunted yeah. Honeymoon is a great 80s movie that you can watch. I have not seen this. Where it is a residual energy ghost. And they interact with it to mess up its residual energy oh every day. God. It just repeats the same thing. Oh, my but God, I love it. I haven't seen this movie since the 80s, right? But it's exactly this. And then they're like, wait, just don't kill him. And, like, you know, from that point, the ghost becomes real again, not just residual energy. Like it unfreezes from its pattern or something? Right, right. It unfreezes from its pattern. So uh, the scientific, which I am not a scientist, 
I am not qualified to speak on this whatsoever. (laughs) So the scientific kind of thing about it is that wood and just materials that a house can be made out of if energy energy can neither be created nor destroyed so if a traumatic event happens the environment can absorb the energy of what was the traumatic event and just continue to release it in the exact same way so the first time it happened it really happened and every time afterwards it's a apparition a see-through just the environment replaying the traumatic experience that had happened beforehand it sounds really yeah. fucking depressing to be a ghost or to be a residual what? i don't I know don't that think that's a ghost that's just yeah. it's just stored energy it's just uh i mean like you know take this with a grain of salt or whatever let's say i i drive to your house and Shoot you in the head right now. <laughs> Probably not the best example to throw out there. No. Horrible, horrible but example, but it I goes with what I'm saying. So Luckily, it's a long every, drive. <laughs> no, just that exact yeah. moment. That exact moment is so much energy coming from my brain and your brain and the, the gunshot and the things that are happening at that moment that the environment just absorbs that energy. And that energy can't go anywhere. So the only thing that energy can do is continue to replay itself just forever. So, so I continually get shot in the head. I continually get shot. 50 years from now, somebody comes into the house and they're like, every time I go into that room, I get this weird feeling that someone's been shot in the head there. But it could be that they see you walking to the front door to answer the door constantly. It may not even be because, like I said, like I once that I've read about, they just see people doing sort of normal things. So it could be the last thing they did before the traumatic thing happened to them. Whatever released the most psychic energy at the time that the 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 wood and the air and the Uh, the ground just absorbs. So what is it like instead of letting it end, it just continues to replay it forever. What is it like um the kind of like stone that takes stuff in? Like I think the Stanley Hotel is built on it. What is it? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of porous granite, Um, right? No, I was thinking it was something more porous, like yeah, sandstone or something. I know what I, you're talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, that supposedly is supposed to take on that kind of thing. And then, like, water, you know, water sort of aggravates it, you know, like if there's underground right, right. or that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, Stanley Hotel is somewhere I'd like to go to sometime. Oh, yeah, me too. That'd be awesome. I've never been to Colorado anyway, so it'd be, be a good reason to go. Mm-hmm. So what are some um, either good authors or books to look into if you're more interested in paranormal or horror or supernatural type stuff, fiction or nonfiction? Well, I already mentioned that I read the uh, that I read Ring by uh, Koji Suzuki. Like I like his stuff because it's like paranormal horror stuff. And, you know, the Japanese are pretty good at that kind of thing anyway. <laughs> Um, um, like if you read the ring um, Samara's like 
what I can't remember what her name was in the book, but she's actually like eighteen instead of like twelve or whatever. Um, so even though the child is creepy, she's still pretty creepy as like a teenager or whatever in the book too. But uh, and side note, I was reading that on a school trip, and I was alone in my hotel room, and I'm sitting there and I'm reading it. There's a thunderstorm outside. I'm cool, whatever. And then all of a sudden the phone rings and I throw the book in the air because it freaked me out because I was not expecting the phone to ring. And it was like, um, you know, one of our advisors for our trip or whatever calling me about something. So I thought that was humorous that it scared me that much that I just like threw it across the room. I think the most I've ever been scared in my life from a movie ever and it was environment and timing and stuff. And I watched The Ring, like, soon as it came out on mm-hmm. home video. I don't even remember if that was VHS or DVD. I think it was DVD. DVD. Yeah, what? it was DVD. And, uh, like, I had just moved into this apartment. We had no furniture. The light bulbs were all blown out. Oh, we had, like, a box TV and a DVD player. And we rented The Ring and watched it. And I honestly think... That was the most scared I've ever been in my entire life for like the next two days me too. in that pitch black apartment. I, yeah, that movie I, terrified me. It was it was on DVD because my friend in high school's dad bought it. I may have been out of high school by then, but we were still friends, so I might have been like a first or second year in college. She lets me borrow it because her dad bought it. And I go home and I'm looking at like the extra features and I'm like, what is this video? So I watched the fucking video before I watched the movie. And so I started to watch the movie and I had the lights out. I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, I cannot do this. And I had to turn the lights on and I couldn't, I had to sleep with my lights on. I was so fucking scared. Every time the phone rang for like two days, I was like, oh God, no. (laughs) Yeah, I'd never. And like the next time I watched it, I fell asleep and I watched it. I was on a work trip a couple months ago and it was on TV and I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. And I'm like, you know, it's not too bad. It still holds up. Um, but I was not quite as scared. Like I was a little freaked out cause I was in the hotel room by myself, but you know, it was certainly not like the first time I watched it. It's a creepy I've ass never movie. watched it again. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Um, I felt like the Americanization of it, uh, it lost a lot. Have you seen Ringu? I have yes. not. Yes. The, the actual Japanese version? I, I feel like it was better. It, a lot of it relies on Japanese culture mm-hmm. and Japanese folklore. And I feel like they brought a little too much Japanese culture and folklore that just your normal American, there's no way they know about. Like the mm-hmm. whole horses and... There was just a lot of stuff in that movie that your average American, it's just not possible for them to understand the Japanese relationship with those things. I think that was a good thing about the grudge that they did because it actually took place in Japan. Right, right. That was that was along the same lines. But it wasn't as good. No, right, it wasn't, it wasn't as good. I still, but- I still enjoy it, but it did not scare me like The Ring did. At all. The folklore of the grudge is uh, better. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. everything Ooh, in the grudge boy. is, yeah, the little boy, the little cat thing, and all that is 
like just Japanese folklore. If you're if you're Japanese, you grew up with that, and like everyone knows about it. And, and as an American, a, it's like that's just some weird, creepy thing. It's and not they had something. More reason, you, more reason to explain it because you know what's her right. face was American, and then they'd have to explain it to her or whatever. So right, right. Whatever her name is, Daphne from the Scooby Doo. I can't think of her name. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Um, so, what did you guys think of the Paranormal Activity movies? I really enjoyed the first one. I, I think since I Blair Witch Project, them. they kind of did the best that they found footage type of deal. The first yeah, one was I really good. I haven't seen those at all. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, like those? Don't they go backwards in chronological order? Oh, I don't know. Or something. Um, they just pull off some pretty good practical effects if you're looking for a little. A little I've seen scary. videos. Yeah. yeah, no, I've definitely seen videos. It looks like there's some creepy stuff. Uh, like I, I remember thought you said The Conjuring. No. <laughs> oh, we'll get into The Conjuring. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's. I got it on. Paranormal right Activity is fucking horrible. And I've watched every single solitary one of them in the theater. And That's every sad. time I'm like, I kind of like that and hate it. I don't but think it I was can shit. do that because because they're they're set up like found footage and stuff like that would make me think more that it's really going to happen. Yeah, they do a good then, job of, of making it realistic. Oof. Yeah, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't want to get I don't want to be up all night afraid that I'm going to get yanked out of my bed or something. Yeah, that's how my wife is. She doesn't want to deal with the anxiety of what's going to happen. Mean, I, I already see things in my room, and I don't know if it's because I'm not sleeping right or what, but, like, I didn't even talk about this. Like, one night I woke up, and I screamed bloody murder, and I don't know how I didn't wake up my roommate, unless it was, like, I was dreaming, and I thought I screamed. I don't know. But I gar- I was, I'm so sure that I was awake, because there was, like, this big thing in a cloak standing next to my door. <laughs> And I like screamed bloody murder and I grabbed my cell phone and I turned on the flashlight and there's nothing there. And then I just go over and I turn on the light. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but I think it's because I have like my I've, I haven't been sleeping right. Like I've been going immediately like into like deep sleep without the sort of in between. And I think that's just been messing my brain up. <laughs> But it's happened like four times. Yeah. I did did like the ghost dimension, paranormal activity ghost dimension, I thought was legitimately good. And I really like the Spanish, um, I think it was released in Mexico and then ported to America. I can't even remember what the name of it was right now, but I I like that one too. But generally, I'm just like, eh, they're shitty, but they're worth watching. Yeah, I didn't know any of them had like subtitles. No, it didn't ghost have dimension. subtitles. No, you know what I mean. Ghost, you know. Oh, know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought they just all had numbers, or whatever. I think that was. I don't even know what number that was. Yeah, I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah, that was the that was the newest one. That was the last one. the The oh. most recent one now is Ghost Dimension, and it had a little CGI going on. They put a little effort into it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk to Conjuring. Conjuring 2. Uh, Brooke, have you seen those ones? 
Yes, yes, yeah. I have seen all of those. What would you think of them? Uh, I haven't seen Annabelle or Annabelle Creation, but I'm not afraid of spoilers, so I guess a little spoiler yeah, no, alert I, if nobody's seen them. No, um, Get on it. you know, I like them because there's, I, I would rather, after my whole ordeal with the ring, I would rather not be that scared at seeing a movie. So I was glad that there was some creepiness to them. Some like, oh, if this really did happen, I don't know if I believe if it, any of these really did happen, uh, it would be fucked up, but kind of thing, you know. Um, but I liked them. They were enjoyable enough. No, I don't need to see them necessarily over and over again. Uh, but yeah, like. Like, me and my friend Amanda will watch... Sometimes we'll watch those, because she has all of those. She loves all the Conjuring movies and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> But we saw Annabelle Creation. I remember that one the best, just because that was the last one I saw. And I haven't seen it again. But um, it wasn't bad, because I don't think that one was based on any of the files or anything, right? Like, that one was just pure, complete... Annabelle Creation? Like, yeah, I, that one yeah, was just that was complete just fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, arguably, was, you can say they're all complete shit. Bonafide, well, yeah, shit, not like yeah. maybe, probably made up shit. That's... Yeah, and Lorraine were like young children at best when that would have happened. Yeah, well, no, because it was supposed to. Maybe it was like the forties or so. I just watched started, it last week, it... and the whole movie, like, they never really quite nailed down. It's. It, it was old. It happened like back it was, in the day, but they don't was, really say it here. It was not exactly what I expected, but I liked it. I enjoyed I did it. Too. Yeah, it was alright. Um, yeah, like it kind of took a turn that I wasn't necessarily expecting, but I knew there was going to be stuff with the doll and probably possessing somebody and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of weird, but I liked it. I had, yeah. I had seen it. Tim took a turn on. Uh, paranormal activity that I wasn't expecting and I already gave my opinion on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You were just waiting. Just Wait, waiting to talk about I was, I was. I was like, the conjuring, I'm uh, ready for this shit. But like, but like, the conjuring, I don't, you know, like, the late, the one lady, she goes around, she was one of the kids and she goes around and does like talks and stuff and she is weird. Like, She's the, so weird. You talking about the actual person? Yeah. Um, I don't know why I can't remember her name, but she was really nice. We talked to her and stuff after we saw her speak. But I was like, I don't like. I feel like she's told these stories over and over again, and that she probably tells them exactly the same. It, like it's rehearsed. I don't know, but it was it was interesting to see her speak. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember which one. Which one she is? The youngest one, maybe. At least, um, I mean, at least it's the movie itself is based off of a case that the Warrens were actually somewhat involved in. Oh right, right. Uh, because The Conjuring Two, this pisses me off every time. The Warrens weren't even involved in the end for oh, the Poultry right. Guys. They got booted out of there. Right. So, yeah, I, I forgot mean, which one. That it's an entertaining movie, but they had nothing to do with anything over there. Um, but yeah, the woman that, uh, it's the Perrin family haunting, but I can't find her name of the one that kind of tours around. I've heard her on a podcast before and she's kind of out there. She's kind of strange. I agree. But like anything, like the movie exaggerated everything that happened in that house anyway. 
except for the way she talks about it, she acts like it was nothing compared to what happened in the house. That the movie is less. Did she not act like that on that podcast? Because she was like talking to us and like, you just have no idea. And she has all these books that she was pushing, you know, for people to buy. Interesting. Yeah, no. Yeah. On the podcast, it seemed like maybe it was a different daughter, too. It could have been. Yeah, because she seemed very like, yeah, stuff happened, but it wasn't to the extent that, you know, like her mother wasn't actually possessed and stuff. That strange yeah. stuff just kind of happened, but I just got to the part in The Conjuring where uh, the demon throws up in the mother's mouth and possesses her. Ooh, I forget about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Demons, um, you know, they're just out to fuck you. I would believe, I would believe that it was uh, not as crazy as that, you know, because if you were to believe um, about, you know, the the Lutzes or whatever with all of that business like the fact that the book was even crazier than any of the movies were like that should have clued somebody in to the fact that it, it was fake before they finally sort of admitted that it was fake or whatever yeah I have an easier time believing the conjuring that happened over that Amityville yeah. bullshit and, yeah. I feel so bad for the for like people that moved into that house eventually and then they had to change the windows so that less people would come by their house and stuff it's like what yeah. like if you just i was wanna... in the area i would totally go to the amityville house oh, and I mean, take I pictures probably, so I they should have changed the windows so that i couldn't sale. find it, it, was just was it? Sale a couple of years <laughs> yeah ago. i saw that yeah no um, i think it's up for sale like right now it might be um, yeah the the conjuring the house that that is based off of the people that own it now are actually or did sue whatever company put out the conjuring because it caused so many people to come to their yard and like yeah. park in the streets and disrupt everything but it's, it's funny how so these bad. families don't have any issues with ghosts <laughs> right demons. yeah I've... or movies being made about yeah. them well, <laughs> right. well again maybe because it could be like how my mom lived in that house her whole life and there wasn't anything weird and it wasn't until I was older and people started dying does that make you know but we had didn't we didn't have like demons and shit and stuff flying around I mean sometimes you would hear things like that would fall down and then you would go and nothing would be disrupted yep. but you know like we heard something, it sounded like something, like a picture slid down a wall, except for the wall that it was, it it was the wall in between my closet and our living room, so there was nothing that was hanging up, because it, I mean, obviously, hangers, but you go in there, and there's not anything that's fallen down, and it's like, where did that noise come from? Like, or that somebody was like, something was scraping on the wall, because we were sitting on the couch. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm just going there and I don't find anything. I'm like, mm, oh well. It's demons. <laughs> Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So if before... you live closer to Edge, you wouldn't have had to have worried about that. <laughs> what? Well, that wraps up our conversation with Brooke Doherty. That was a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, good, was... Uh, some good stuff. Yeah, some good insight. Um, 
but it's kind of pales into comparison to what we got coming up on the next episode which is uh what is it man jfk mm, the one and only john Ar- fitzgerald yes arguably <laughs> the biggest conspiracy theory of all time probably the biggest conspiracy theory of all time actually yeah i mean i it's really kind of what made conspiracy theories a thing i mean of course they existed beforehand and i mean conspiracies are real at least on some level but it really brought attention to conspiracies and made it a thing made conspiracy nuts and stuff um so do you do you think there was a lone gunman or do you think there was a conspiracy with the government to eliminate jfk Oh man, that is so complicated. Uh, I, oh, I'm gonna go with. Down. I'm gonna go with there wasn't a lone gunman. There was a lot more to it than that. Whether or not that was exactly the government or what it was, I mean, who knows? But I don't think it was just a lone gunman. I'll tell you what. Somebody definitely shot that man. Yeah, for sure. So that's that. You can't argue that. Uh, as far as me, um, I, there's a lot of compelling evidence that it was Oswald and that he acted alone, but then there's also a lot of compelling evidence that he didn't act alone and that there was a bigger thing going on. But we'll get into that on uh, Friday. All right. So, all right. Well, you guys have a good uh, rest of the week, and we'll see you next time on Shoot the Shit. Sell the El Camino for an old broomstick There's no more smokes One last match, okay